When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Footballistically Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I am Boyd Hilton. To my right is psychic sidekick Josh. How are you, Boyd? You're not wearing a Supreme jumper no. this week. It's very rare. It You've gone for a Nike Nike. It's a Nike limited edition. How yeah. limited? Well, it's fairly limited. You won't find these on the on the open market, put it that way. Gosh. Uh, and I am wearing a, a Supreme jacket. Though. It is. You it's would very, notice. Yeah. You would notice it. It's bright orange. <laughs> it's powder orange. You, you could be mistaken for a steward. I could be. Yeah, it's steward orange. Yeah. yeah. It's we'll kind of workman picture. orange. Okay. Pretending that I'm a workman when I'm, in fact, a media... <laughs> Twat. We're joined. Talking of no, that's not fair. Talking of uh, glorious guests, we have got two excellent guests. Alan Alga. Say talking of twats. No, I nearly (laughs) did say that. Uh, Alan Alga is back where he belongs in the bosom of the Arsenal. Good to be back. And this is your first time, Luke. It Luke is. Strauss is here. It is. We had your boss on last week. Did. Am I right in thinking that? You did. I've got to be on my best behaviour. Have today. we agreed to have all employees <laughs> of your company? And yeah. and building, because yeah. I work oh. downstairs. Yeah. Oh. Spooky. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, Betway and Frank PR share. How weird. And I, I'm in Camden. You're, we're actually all in Camden all in for Camden. work. Why are we, we come this all the way to Old Street unnecessarily? Could have done this in the local coffee shop. Oh, you, are you Jewish as well? I am. Alan, you're not, are you, Alan? You're no. a shiksa. <laughs> so I don't even know what that means. I assume it's a female <laughs> non-Jew, to be fair. Right, okay. Um, you're not female, nor are you, a, but you are a non-Jew. But it could be like a Camden Jewish thing. It could be. Camden, <clears> anyway. <throat> before we continue down this frankly preposterous uh, <laughs> alleyway of, yeah, of nonsense. Well, yeah, yeah. It wasn't deliberate. Let me say that our footballistically Arsenal, footballistically Arsenal, in fact, is backed for. Oh, God, this is a disaster. Let me say that footballistically Arsenal is backed for the season by Labrooks. Sign up and deposit up to £50, and Labrooks will put the same amount into your account, giving up to £50 worth of free bets. You can get this offer by following the link at bet.arsenalpodcast.net. And I thank you. Before we go on, Josh has written what can only be described as a comprehensive menu. 
I don't so, think it was that comprehensive, but in good. a way, because it's a strange one. Usually we're doing a podcast 24 or 48 hours after a game. Yeah. No game this weekend. No, because we knocked out of the FA Cup. It was a reminder, it was a salient reminder that, yes, Arsene Wenger did pick a fairly shit side away at Forest without any decent players on the bench, which no other manager in the history of this competition has ever done. Unique, and of course we went out. But we are, on the plus side, as you've pointed out in your menu, in the final of the Carabao Cup. Which is great. Gunners make fourth cup final in five years, that's one headline. Life after Sanchez has begun well, question mark. Mm. This is the menu. <laughs> or Bamiyang on, question mark. Evans not happening. No question mark there. Apparently definitely not happening. Statement. Giroud off, question mark. Mkhitaryan debut tomorrow, another question mark. Swansea, just Swansea, analysis of that. Everton coming up on Saturday. Theo returning to collect his belongings, <laughs> as you rather humorously put it. Hmm. It's nice. And finally, hopes for the second half of the season. What will success look like? Because to me, and I, we'll come to it obviously later, it feels like from February 1st is the second half of the season. Obviously, we've played more than half our games, but it does feel like once yeah. the squad has you know, been rejigged, as it, as it has more significantly than perhaps we thought it would be, yeah. uh, that's a chance to assess, you know. It feels like, well, what's it in school? Do you get like the half-term report or the... It feels a bit like that. Yeah, it's definitely over half. There's only like 15 or 14 games to go there, aren't there, I think? Well, yeah, but it just... season report. Just suits so. Josh's agenda to just wipe the, <laughs> wipe the season clean with this that new squad, true. doesn't it? Yeah. Also, and I'm not going to let him do it. Alan's so going to give us a mark for the first half of the season. <laughs> yeah. In my school, I think, we, we used to get a mark for ability and then also for effort. You'd be like A to Ooh. E and then 1 to 5. So like A1 being the best. Or actually, you could argue like A5 being the best. I mean, you were brilliant and put no effort in. But maybe we can uh, give Arsenal a mark for the first oh, half of the season yeah, based like that. on that basis. Ability and effort. We are in also in the, in the slightly strange position where we're all assuming now, I think, cause considering the reports in, on, on social media and everything today. And last night, in fact, I think, um, I think the scoop was from Kicker in France, wasn't it? I, I saw that they said last night that um, Aubameyang was definitely all been agreed. But then today, so today, and like lots of people say, oh, today it's going to be announced, definitely. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it hasn't been yet as we speak now at... 6.54pm on Monday night. And the other thing is, everyone's saying, oh, it's definitely going to happen. But it was, everyone also keeps saying, the football reporters, that is, that it's conditioned on, on um, Dortmund getting a new replacement striker. Well, clearly they haven't got one yet. And that's quite a big, seems to be quite a big kind of wrench in the deal. So I'm still not assuming it's going to happen until I see him doing a lavish welcoming video, playing the piano and dancing onto the pitch in an Arsenal show. I'm not going to believe it's happening. How, what's your feeling, Alan? I think people have misunderstood that They've misunderstood. Sorry, the um, the difference between a deal being agreed, yes, but then that extra clause yeah. that you mentioned not being. So uh, as long as that happens, then the deal has been agreed. But that doesn't mean that the transfer has been agreed. No. The deal with the player has been agreed, yeah. and the the team. So I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, once things like this get tweeted, you as a, you know, as a fan, I mean, I've worked with football clubs and I still don't really know what goes on, but the amount of things that have to then be struck afterwards, yeah. after yeah. the uh, the principal agreement, runs into, like, you know, lists and pages and pages. So uh, I'm guessing that that's what's being done now. And, and there's no update that can be given on all those little things that have to mm-hmm. be done. And what, one of they were after Giroud, mm-hmm. uh, weren't they? That seemed to be quite clear. And Giroud seems to be saying he wants to stay in London partly because his wife doesn't want to move out of London after he was caught red-handed in that hotel with that person who wasn't his wife, (coughs) embarrassingly. Um, I guess he has to 
kind of go along with that. Fair enough. Lots, lots, there's lots of sexist tweets I saw today blaming his wife rather unfairly. I mean, you know, but clearly he's not he's not going to go to Dortmund. So that seems to be a huge thing in this whole deal. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, even now, I mean, I desperately hope it happens. But if we cock it up and somehow and they don't sign any player and we have to wait again and we don't sign it, it's another one of the long list of brilliant players that we nearly signed. Mm. Am I being unduly pessimistic? It would be very Arsenal, wouldn't it? To yeah. cock up, cock up a, a signing this this close to it happening. But uh, you sort of take a blind eye to all the so-called in-the-nose uh, on Twitter. Um, and I think that there was a thing this morning about Aubameyang missing the court case that he was meant yes. to be at to be a witness for the for the tragic uh, bomb that exploded on the, um, on, on the, the Dortmund bus. Um and then apparently he wasn't there due to an illness, and you're reading all these things, and you know you're never you know quite sure what to believe. And one person saying one thing, the one thing that is very apparent is that a 55 million pound transfer is not going to take a day or two to complete. And there there's always going to be both technical and and you know financial difficulties behind it, um, such as the the amount of the contract. But I think that the main sticking point is obviously, and it's something that we suffered. You know, in the summer when when Sanchez was rumored to be going, and we were looking for a replacement, uh, and it was a case of trying to replace him. Um, trying to replace players at such a late stage uh, can really, really have a, a a massive impact. I mean, I think I personally think it'll be done. But yeah, I hate to spoil the party here, but I'm fairly optimistic that this is going to be done. I know I was last week, and I sort of put to you that this well, could last yet week, be you, a very you were good concern. It was all done deal. It all happened. I still think it will be done, Boyd. I don't think it was a done deal. I Who's think we're, we're in the midst of celebrate, not celebrating, dealing with the Mkhitaryan transfer that happened yep. barely an hour before we uh, did yep. our podcast last week. Look, I think um, you, you've got a situation where it's, it's got so public, and even I think he has probably burned his bridges there. I think they have to get well, rid. He was booed by he was booed by I the know. Dorman fans. No players bigger than the that, club. Who's was they going to get? And who's the replacement? Look, there was rumours about them being Ray, you know, Ray Keane on uh, Batshuayi from yeah. Chelsea, who you know. I did all right, I think, by all accounts at the weekend for Chelsea. And there's, you know, the rumours about Chelsea wanting Giroud. Maybe it could be a little magic yeah. roundabout of mm. putting them all together. You just think, obviously, this has taken a while to get done. But the, the, eventually, there's a time pressure. It wouldn't be the first time. Ve- there's how many days of that? It's two. Like I'm two saying eventually, two you get there. to a point where something's got to be done. And it, it does happen that deals get done, you know, on the last couple of days. Well, also, more often yet- than not, it happens with Arsenal that the deal doesn't get done. As last time, last transfer window, we were supposed to be signing... Learn, what's his name? <laughs> for Monaco, thank yeah, you. Yeah. And that didn't happen. I don't think that quite had the, anywhere near the momentum this seems to over the last two weeks. I mean, it will be the most embarrassing non-transfer in football history if it doesn't happen. Let's face that, won't it? It will. I, I mean, globally, I'm talking in history. Well, because we've been so, it's been so public, Wenger's talked about it in public. They issued a statement. Dortmund issued a statement talking about the negotiation over the weekend. Ball Barrio is literally like, probably standing there going, <laughs> I'm going to play for Arsenal. And Ow. if it doesn't happen, it will be excruciating. Right? They have all these like transfer markets. Yes. As we go to press, is he, he must be odds on to come to Arsenal. Yeah, it was, uh, he was eight to one on, then the market was suspended. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty much as a as a, a done deal as can be. But based on all the things that we like mentioned earlier, the fact that the deal has been agreed rather than yeah, let's the uh, actual specific. Let me now ask this: Let's assuming that let's assume the the um, that we do get him right, mm. uh, which I'll be overjoyed. If it looks like Giroud is quite likely then possibly to go to Chelsea, for example. That seems to be it's bubbling under today. What do we feel about that? My feelings on Giroud are well-known, if you listen to this podcast. It, people are saying, oh, Arsenal fans, some Arsenal fans are saying he's been, you know, he's been a great servant to the club. 
I mean, I wouldn't use that phrase personally. He's been at the club for yeah. a long time. I'm not sure if he's been a great servant. Other people, hundred, I saw, hundred goals would say otherwise. But yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> decent. It's kind of like before it's for a, a, like for a centre forward. You know, you'd expect that, wouldn't you, from him? From him the, in that position. I mean, the, he's got. I'm not saying he's terrible. Yeah. But my feeling is. I'm happy for him to go now. I'm abs- and even to Chelsea. It's not, it's not like Sanchez going to Man United, which was distressing and extreme because he was, if not our best player, and certainly one of our two best players. I feel Drew, he's, he's been long enough. We know exactly what he can do. I don't, I'm not want people to say, oh, we're going to really miss him coming off the bench. Yeah, but, you know, we've relied on that plan B. There are other options for plan B. We've still got Welbeck, who's not, you know, can still come on. I'm not saying he's, he's an option, you know. I wouldn't miss him at all, personally, I have to say. Alan, am I being it's, it's it's really hard to to judge the forwards that we've had in the last few years. I, I, I know you're a fan of Walker. I wasn't a particular fan. I'm, I'm pretty neutral on Giroud. I know you don't particularly like him, but the, the amount of chances that we create in games mean that any particular strike of probably any level, any level down to about League One, would get two or three good chances per game. Now. In a weird way, Lacazette's gone in there with the reputation of being able to score goals out of nothing and then has then struggled with the supply lines from a team that created chances to give Theo Walcott nearly 20 goals in the season last year. Mm. And someone like Olivier Giroud tends to create every single one of his own chances. I mentioned a stat um, on a recent podcast. I think he scored, is it 103 goals for Arsenal? He's now up to 87 of those being with his first touch, as in out of nowhere, quick pass into the into the area, either a header or a, you know a, a really good finish. I don't think you can be a bad player if you're scoring with your first player. touch on that, oh, on no. eight seven goals. And also because of that, he must be the kind of option we need on the bench when people criticise us for tapping it around too much. He 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 provides a finish, so I'd be I'd be annoyed to see him go. Mm-hmm. I, I, what I would love to happen is we agree, Aubameyang. Uh, Batshuayi goes uh, to Dortmund we promise Chelsea the earth and say yeah Giroud's coming Giroud's coming Giroud's coming and then we let them down right at the last minute oh that would be good yeah, be I think that would be fantastic yeah, be and good. then we keep him on the bench and yeah. we keep him at the club and we keep him ticking over in those uh, in those other games I, I'll be sad if he goes I just think he's yeah. a, a different option that we, we do not have anyone else at the club you talk about Danny Welbeck but I, I can't imagine a situation where particularly if we've got Lacazette and potentially Aubameyang the club where Welbeck will necessarily be the answer from the bench as opposed to Giroud. I think it's 105 goals in 252 games. It's mad to think that two players in Walcott and Giroud have both scored over 100 goals for Arsenal could leave within you know a couple of weeks of each other. But yeah, but they've both been I, there a long it, time. Again, yeah, there's, there's been a lot. come to an end. In other well, clubs, I don't, they don't. Why has it come to an end? His record, even you know, at the moment, is still good. He's good enough for the French national team, with one of the favourites for the World Cup, alongside Lacazette. But, like but one thing I agree with Boyd on is that he. And I think you said this last week, or maybe the week before. Basically, we do the as same much as I, every week. Yeah, that's what you're saying. As, as much as I it's like no him, secret. I don't think he's ever been that one that you can rely on to go right. Here's a run in the team. You start. You yeah. get the first seventy, eighty minutes of each game, um, like we're doing with Lacazette at the moment. And and another painful thing to point out, as Josh reels off those two stats, <laughs> is that this is the longest um, we've gone in a season without a player reaching double figures. Mm. So even those barren years mm. when we didn't really have that focal point up front, we still managed to get a player up into double figures by February the 1st. And That's it's, amazing. It's it? not going to happen. Lacazette's on nine. Mm. I mean, he might he might bag one um, tomorrow away at Swansea and get us mm. into double figures. But if not, we're really going to struggle. Mm. And 
Luke, um, what do you think? Tim Stillman, this is the quote. I, I, this, I think this mm. is a very accurate about Giroud. Yeah. It may be an unkind observation, but there, so Tim tweeted this earlier today. Mm. It may be an unkind observation, but there's an inverse relationship between Olivier Giroud's playing time and his popularity with <laughs> Arsenal fans. The less he plays, the more popular he becomes. And I think yeah. that's so true. It's true he's of nearly yeah. every player. Yeah. Welbeck's the worst. Yeah, I can particularly with Giroud. It's like I have sat through, I have been watching every single home game he's mm. played for the last, what is it, six years? Mm. And I'm sorry, I'm. I'm over it. You know, it's like, okay, even the option for the bench, but mm. other teams, you know, like our big rivals like United and City and Chelsea, they don't, I mean, Chelsea seem to be going for, going for him right now, which is mm. ironic, but over, the, champ, the, the teams that win the league, mm. none of them seem to have had a player like him that they relied on to be their, either their first choice or even their second choice. I may be unfair. What do no, you think? No, no, I agree with that to an extent. I think the main thing that will annoy me is that he might go to Chelsea. And I think that we're completely overlooking that because I think that any any time that you strengthen a potential rival, um, you know, whether you want to call them a rival or not at the moment, they're they're quite a bit ahead of us. But a top four rival, certainly. And our goal is always to get into the Champions League. And any time that you're strengthening a potential rival, in my books, is is absolutely insane. Mm. I don't think, regardless of whether it's Giroud, Elneny, anyone in the team, I don't... You cannot give teams around you those sorts of players because, look, it's quite clear they spent a lot, mon- lot of money on Morata, and you know he's certainly far from the finished article, um, and he's you know he's been snatching at quite a few chances at the moment. But in the Marata, an experienced yeah, striker, the Lacazette situation is quite similar. Aren't they? they are, yeah. but you give them an experienced striker in Giroud. Yes, I take your point. You know, would you rely on him to bang in twenty five, thirty goals a season to win your league? No, you wouldn't. Would you rely on him to potentially come on and get you a goal? Yes, you probably would, based on what he's done previously. And the one thing Chelsea aren't really doing at the moment is killing teams off and putting the ball in the back of the net. So it makes perfect sense for him to go to them. Mm. That's my one worry. Yeah, I agree with that. Strengthening. We are the only team, aren't we? We're the only team that strengthens other teams more than ourselves. And I think think that, you know, you can reel them off and Van Persie probably being the worst example of that. About 10 years, Cole. Ashley yeah, Cole, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You look back, we strengthened them. And Gallas, we've taken Petr yeah. Cech. That was an improvement on the on the we, goalkeeper we took, situation. We, for we, us took we took Mikel Silvestre as well, didn't we? Yeah. The oh, thing yeah. is, United would never sell. The United Silve- sold us Danny Welbeck. Danny right? Welbeck. They knew Danny Welbeck was not good enough for yeah. Manchester United. They sold us the absolute dregs of their club. No offence, yeah. Danny Welbeck. That's, but that's but way me, too far. He's no, not a dreg. I, well, 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 kind of got Sylvester, less Sylvester was close to retiring when they sold us. Yeah, that's really. true. So I think Welbeck was different. Welbeck, when when they sold Welbeck to us, a lot of Man U fans were quite distressed about it. When they were like, "Oh, he's a really," yeah. Yeah. but it was well, more because he was a home grower. It was a home. When we took came from Manchester, he's hardworking. He's a hardworking, yeah. but then he was never of the sufficient quality to get anywhere near. When we took their, Petr their Cech, lineup. you can't say Chelsea fans weren't upset that they know, felt they were strengthening. But Czech was it happened. I don't want us to sell to Chelsea either. Czech was a free, wasn't he? No, the summer of Czech. The well, he had an agreement that, that he'd only go to. They said to him, "Wasn't free? Was it? I think it was yeah, free. Yeah, it was yeah, free. Was yeah, it was, it was free. free. Totally free. Yeah, yeah. And and he had an agreement that he <laughs> would stay in London. He had an agreement that we stay in London. So we had yeah. we had a fifty fifty chance of getting him. We got him. And, yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't the same. Then, <laughs> then selling, I mean, Chelsea got cl- John Terry to say he was right. worth an extra fifteen points per season. Yeah, as he slowly <laughs> dived over that goal from West Ham as they beat us. <laughs> 2-0 on the first game yeah. at home. 
Yeah. Uh, but I agree. Yeah. But the world, in a way, actually thinking about it, Man U selling us world, but it's kind of as similar as it gets to us selling you to Chelsea. In my mind, it kind of feels like a. I mean, world, but a lot less experience in a way. But mm. the same for me, the same level of player that. Can I just Not clarify? Now, absolutely no. desperate. desperate. Oh, Josh has got some facts. Chelsea Chick signed for Arsenal for ten million pounds. Right, wasn't free. Right, so I don't want factually incorrect information going out on our podcast. Right, I thought sure? I was right. I've interrupted the podcast because I was that sure I was right. <laughs> he went for ten million pounds. That's almost free these days. Though. So they, w- they, you know, it was. I remember it was a big thing at the time that we did manage to take a player from Chelsea. So uh, you know, it they does didn't happen. want him. That's my point. <laughs> I mean, not that he was goalkeeper, free. but you can't argue they weren't strengthening a rival in giving us Petr Cech. He hasn't strengthened us. Look, in hindsight, we have been no, we have been, in, 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 been in hindsight, no different in terms right. of goalkeeper performance. Uh, quite quite right. Quite right. In fact, it possibly opinion. worse because if, of the way Chesney's played since. Exactly. If you look at it now, Chesney in hindsight, would you have taken in hindsight? Would you have taken Czech or Chesney now? Difficult and, and to the say. Fact she, and the fact you know, that you're deliberating, that Chesney's that. done very well, you know, in Italy, but at the time, you know, made you know. But the fact some that you're deliberating that, that was... disrespected the, you know, Wenger mm. by you know smoking the showers and, and other bits of behaviour in him and Wilshere used to be out there. You know, unfortunately, you know, he's obviously gone to a different environment where he's changed and improved. But that you can only judge a player's sale at the time they're sold. So yeah, mm. I think at the time I was probably happier to see Petr Cech come in. Mm. All I'm doing is making the point that it's not impossible that we have been strengthened by a rival at some point in the last four, four years. Mm. I don't want to see us doing it the other way with, with Petr Cech. Is that iPhone X managed to show you that he was signed for 10 million? Yeah, yeah I'm just, <laughs> I, 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 Undisclosed fee was what Arsenal said, by the way. But there was... I, 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 you know, I'm astonished. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Apology accepted, boy. <laughs> Maybe because he was a free agent is the phrase they used. That's, I feel like Donald Trump now, almost like, you know, fake news. Yeah. Did you watch Piers Talking Morgan of which, yeah, let's mention, let's get that out of the yeah. way. A horrific sight. Yeah. Oh, hang on, you've got a, twi- you've got a bit of a Twitch interaction. No, I did Twitter back with him today. Because if anyone could... I mean, he'd, uh, he'd Do you secretly get on? Just with the Twitter I, thing, because I, yeah, I feel like you'd maybe name, name, name dropping. Yeah, 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 yeah. expecting a lot of just, just credit casual. for that. Yeah. yeah, there was a time he was supposed like to come shame. on. The... I feel shame. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was just about to say, wasn't he meant to be on? It the was. Pod? There was one this time pod? where even, I think Ben, yeah. Ben was here. We were going to get together. Should we? We'll, we'll, we'll invite him back on. I don't think Ben. From Donald Trump to the footballistically podcast. I don't think he'll be want to meet Ben again. They, they're really no, they do get on. They do get on. I think right. Really? They would. I mean, in, in person, they probably. I mean, they, yeah. they have. A, they have a anyway. quite a harsh <laughs> band, as I do with him, because I, I, I slagged off the frankly embarrassing interview last night with with um, Donald Trump. Yes, and then he he found my tweet, which I didn't because even, you wrote Piers. You didn't even yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. He does. He does ego searches for his name. Obviously, yeah, of course. I do, like, he doesn't even follow me. But there must be a lot of tweets with the yeah. word Piers in. He found. <laughs> he found my tweet. I, I think you using your audience yeah. and sufficient. Yeah. Quality on Twitter Thanks. would have would have had more of a propensity for him to see. It. Oh yeah, so sure. you knew full well that he would. Yeah, he yeah. clearly, but he was clearly looking for the reaction. So, but the fact I deliberately did not add him in because yeah, I didn't yeah. particularly want to feel like engaging with him about it. So then he did respond to me and said, "Oh, you know." So I said it was embarrassing. He had a whole section of the thing of the interview, in case you didn't see it, mm. where he talked about how Donald Trump was half British and he had Scottish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was an unbelievable waste of time. Considering he didn't ask him anything about like Russia and everything, mm. um, so I tweeted saying it was it was my choice. Then he said, "Oh, well, you work for Heat, so you know you know about embarrassing ways." I'm paraphrasing, just something yeah, yeah. about it. Fair enough. Then I said, which I thought was quite a clever comeback. Our last interview with Gemma Collins had more in it, you know, had more um, things worth watching than your interview with Donald Trump tonight, and that and that was it. But 
it was the climax of it in case his, the way he gave the Arsenal shirt for his mm. son Baron mm. was embarrassing on so many levels. One, it was you know it was an old shirt. It was last year's shirt, which means he must have had this shirt ready for oh, like a year to give to Donald Trump in case he saw him. Was it his last son. year's shirt? Yeah. Last year, I didn't notice. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Last year's. I think he also said, thought it said. Uh, POTUS on the back, like President of the United States, yeah. because he went, oh, here's a show, of and it, then it said, like, Trump, and he corrected he himself. Said Trump, yeah. Maybe yeah. there was a, maybe there was two. Maybe. And then the other thing was, he, he gave it, he had this whole really embarrassing moment. It took like five minutes to explain to Dodger why he was giving it to her because his son's an Arsenal fan. And then he said, he kind of wanted, he, the whole thing was he wanted, he had the whole yeah, tortuous was, joke about maybe you could be the new manager. If any, it was, if, you know, it was like Defensive wall, he spoke. Awful, yeah, joke, didn't work. And Trump didn't even understand it. I just went, yeah, yeah, football, yeah, soccer, it's getting really big now, like they said. <laughs> and then Trump <laughs> Pierce finally, in, in the most humility moment, said, are oh, you maybe an Arsenal fan as well? He went, no. <laughs> and I thought, Hey, Piers, how deluded do you have to be to think mm. that's, want that to be a positive, that yeah. Donald Trump is, would be an Arsenal and would be great. Mm. Everyone else would be yeah, We have been lauded. Yeah. yeah. We'd, have, so a, we'd I, have a better defence under him, arguably, anyway. Steady. <laughs> so, yeah, I was absolutely uh, f- furious with the whole thing. But mm. let, we can talk more about actual proper Arsenal after this break. <laughs> Footballistically, Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. And we're back from the break. Does anyone have any strong feelings about Piers Morgan? And, uh, Looking forward Donald to Trump. next week's podcast. With yeah, him. okay. Yeah, I think there. everyone should denounce him as an Arsenal fan whenever. Yeah, because well, I think the one thing is he loves the club. You've got to say that. A, lot, that, a lot of Arsenal Ars fans blog, dislike him. Did you see the Ars blog? I think was it. I think it was Ars blog. Um, who um, tweeted, called him a C-word, mm. and he was banned from Twitter for about a day or something. He was suspended from Twitter for this. Mm. And he wrote a Facebook um, uh, thing explaining that it was because of the famous time when Piers... Uh, Arsenal fans think that Piers basically shopped Arsenal fans after that European Copenhagen. Game, Copenhagen. Yeah. 2000. In the, when he was editor of The Mirror, to the police, because they printed... And he, and he denies it. He says, no, the, the Arsenal asked for... These pictures of these fans, the pictures that the Daily Mirror photographer had yeah. from the square, right? Yeah. So there's this big dispute. Piers denies that he did this thing that he, that he shot these Arsenal fans who ended up being innocent, I believe, according to uh, you know, according to a lot of fans. So that's we could finally nail him down on this point. <laughs> I mean, you know, we really could, but I think he doesn't like talking about it. I have to say that, but I find it embarrassing that he's an Arsenal fan more than yeah. Anything. Well, uh, the only reason I do is because I, you know, I meet people and they think that that's your default position. He's speaking for all of us, mm. and he's not. Yeah. He's not. No. I mean, he's probably on my side of the argument oh, on a couple of things. Probably <laughs> far too out. far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, he doesn't speak for all of us, and that's and that's the annoying thing. Especially if he's bringing it into his work like that. I mean, oh, who yeah. cares? Who really oh, cares if, if they're watching an interview like that and whether Arsenal th- get brought I, I up? I think the less said about him, the better. Yeah. To be honest, oh, I we've spent the last point. ten minutes talking about it, but yeah. you're right. Yeah. yeah. No, I, th- I think ten minutes too much. Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Now the next item on the menu. Mm. Controversial talking point is life after Sanchez. So two wins. So we did win out, out in the Chelsea game, which we should talk about. We, we were, were we all there? I was there. Yeah, it was good. good. It was terrific. Yeah. Yeah. Terrific. Oh, steady. Well, um, it, it, no, it was good. It felt like it was one of the better atmospheres we've had the this season. The atmosphere good. I think, think midweek... I wasn't game, there, oh. but it came across like it, yeah. like it was I think midweek, big midweek games against big roles. The atmosphere is really great mm. now, generally. Yeah. Like mm. when we played Chelsea and we played... Liverpool, those games are, and yeah. the atmosphere was really good, and it was great to come back from one 0 down. But your claim on the menu now is this is somehow to do with Sanchez leaving? Hang on, I was just suggesting as a topic of conversation that since he's gone, and did you see El Nenny's tweet? I just yes. El, El Nenny is now my favourite 
Arsenal footballer on social media. Steady. Oh, on social media. On social media. On social media. I think I had to get that in there pretty quickly. But I think he's slowly seeding out how Sanchez was a disruptive influence in the dressing room. And I think his so-called what was his World Cup tweet and um, went in, you know went crazy um, about Sanchez not being at the World Cup. Um, I think that there are a few people um, in that dressing room that were probably glad to see the back of Alexis Sanchez. And you know a lot of Arsenal fans weren't, me included. Um, you know you never like world-class players leaving your club, but at the end of the day, it is a team sport. And if and if the players obviously don't feel like he's playing for the team then yeah. then you've got a problem Did you, just it. so people know the, yeah. the tweet from El Nenny was after the Chelsea game and he wrote now there are players fighting every minute for the logo and the fans with a, for the logo yes I presume it means badge yeah. and a hashtag we are the Arsenal <laughs> Wembley time with two hearts and there's a photo of him where his his hair just looks incredible that's a good photo. It's just yeah. good uh, hair. hair well, they're yeah, celebrating one of the goals against Chelsea. I also Chelsea. thought, I have to say, I thought he had one of his best games for us. Yeah. In great Chelsea. And I was horrified yeah. by the idea of him and Xhaka mm. playing together. Yeah. Because for me, they have, been, have underperformed. But yeah. I thought in a more, especially when in the second half, when he became more even more defensive, it was mm. kind of almost like, I don't know what it was, like kind of semi-sweeping or whatever. But he was doing a lot of, and I thought he was pretty sturdy in that game. Staunch, one might say. Mm. Um, so, I was, so I think he's, he's doing better. Yeah. But the idea that somehow it's better that we get rid of our most skillful player mm. just because some like you know snowflakes like mm. can't cope with him being a strong character I find embarrassing I think the whole point was we should have coped with him they should have had to deal with him being a strong character mm. Bar- now, Barcelona seems to deal with him right and United well. I guarantee yeah. look at, you know if you watch that first game you played United, did you see Martin Ke- hear Martin Keown's oh, commentary yeah. it was, it quite was funny. very funny yeah. he's so bitter about him being this alleged yeah. mercenary still won't let that yeah, lie yeah, yeah. even yeah. though it's obviously well nonsense. his line was he basically said you know Call me old-fashioned, yeah. but I would have gone to the best club yeah. in the country, which I understand to be Manchester City. Well, the best club in the country didn't come in from famously until the last day of the season, so it wasn't like, you know, fair enough. And the other thing is, in the end, he made him man of the match, which, of course, I mean, he was. Did they, I mean, I think... Was I he? Just, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, he was man of the match. He was, he was no, 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 man no of official match. man of the match, yeah. but watching that game, he was he? two goals. He made the two I think it was a typical Sanchez performance that we're used to seeing. He frustrated by Don't playing say the ball out say Don't tell him he gave the ball away. No, I, no see, I... I agree with you here. I actually think that the whole giving the ball away stat is ridiculous because in the position that he plays and the type of player yes. that he is, yes. he has, you know, he gives he gives the ball away because yeah. he's trying passes that other players wouldn't necessarily try and play. Yeah. Elneny, for example, passes it sideways all game, yeah. probably has a 98% pass Not, completion rate. He loves a logo, though. He, lo- he does love a logo. He does love a logo. Does love a logo. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. It was interesting watching him on that because all the pundits were like explaining how to explain. Mm. Yes, he's giving the ball away, but it doesn't fucking matter. Mm. And it was just interesting to see. I, I mean, all I would say, just to put yes. on me, yes, is you know, it's been two wins out of two since he's gone. Maybe there is a bit more unity. Mm. I, I don't know. Maybe it lends itself. Now, I'd like to be interested to Alan. How would you rate the first half of the season? And let's say we get Aubameyang in. What do you think is realistic for the second half of the season? I know you're not always the most. Optimistic, but you're, you're very pragmatic and you've always got reason behind it. So, what do you, what do you think? Oh. <laughs> you've always got reason. No, no, because Alan, just more than anyone I know, is, is very statistical, has been around, you know, stats and football for longer than any of us. So, I'll just be interested in what you think. The pressure from that intro. Um, <laughs> I, when you look at someone like Sanchez and say he's a disruptive influence, then if we signed the 25 year old regenerated Tony Adams next week, would he go in and then be classed as that, 
or a future leader of of the club. I think, as Boyd says, it totally depends on the type of players that you got in the squad. And if the mood was totally set against Sanchez's will to win and the way that he, uh, you know, spoke to the players, spoke to his uh, staff, then I guess that that's that's what happened. I think at, at United, as you say, Mourinho will back up everything he says, and he'll be surrounded by that winning mentality. And the squad that we're left with, if we sign Aubameyang, they're still going to be managed by a manager that isn't good enough to get us to perform above par. And What is par then at the moment? Well, par, we're about par at the moment, so that's fine. Hmm. Now, that's never been the argument. That's never been the argument any of us have brought to the table in here. Um, sometimes we've underachieved, but he's he's often righted that just to get par on the, the last few weeks of the season when we've been the fourth biggest spenders, he'll just snatch fourth. Um, I think last year, it's probably fair to say that we weren't far off where we should have been in terms of expenditure. Mm. Um, and that, that will continue. The only way any club will ever uh, overtake Chelsea and Manchester United and all the money that they're spending, especially United now, is to have an overperforming season when they underperform. So we need someone in that can just raise our players the extra five or six points. And it might not ever be that. As, as I've always said on on this pod... It's not about losing out to Chelsea or United or or City by three or four points. Everyone would accept that. Everyone would accept that. It's challenging and just slightly overachieving so that we're in with a shout. And I firmly believe that no matter what the squad is, he won't be able to do that. So he needs to go sooner rather than later for us to get these players on a totally different track where they start overperforming. And if you think that's wrong, then... uh, there's one word for that, Leicester. Well, uh, using Leicester is is obviously the counterpoint to all <laughs> Premier League title challenges and, and wins. But uh, what I do agree with you on um, is that really it comes down to challenging. And I think that what we can say is, yes, United and City and Chelsea, you know, included in that, do spend far more money than Arsenal do. But what there isn't any justification for is being out of a title race with three, four months to go. With Everyone's out of a title race. Are they? Of course they are. Who's, what, oh, well, yeah, what I mean, City everyone, to win the... Well, everyone's, there isn't a title race. There isn't a title race. It, well, it's been everyone, paid out. No, but... but We're further out of it we're than fur, most. We're yeah. further out of it than most. And, <laughs> and yes, that's been every year for And the that's last been every year. Years, yes, so. okay, there's no denying that City quite clearly have been arguably mm. the best team in Europe this season. I'd say Europe. Might uh, be the best even, team in Premier League history with a points total. But, yeah, potentially. I mean, they're they're encroaching on... Chelsea um, when they set that that points total and I think there's no shame in everyone sitting there and going look hands up we lost the title to arguably one of the greatest teams in Premier League history but you go back five ten years and you say well okay how many times have we really changed for the title looking into the last month or two of the season we always tend to be in and around by December but then it's a case of same season, same same old season. We, we weren't even in and around this time. We weren't even around no, it this no. time. And I think that it's there's a there's a trend where we're sort of the expectations getting lower and lower and lower, mainly because they're set lower and lower and lower mm. every year. And for a club like us, and I know I hate using this about uh, prestige and heritage and where we where we've come from. And actually, you know, we did have a great period where we were challenging, we were winning titles, um, and I've. Personally, I've been spoiled by that experience um, growing up. 
But now you sort of understand that, you know, only one team can win the league. And normally it's the team that either spends the most um, or arguably has the best striker in the league that year. And we haven't been able to do any of that for, for 10 years now. Mm. So I, I get, there's no real justification for why you should win the league. But it just so, seems like we fall short yeah. time after right, time. Right, of course. Answer your own question, Josh. So what do you, in what your mind, what's, what, if we... You know, we're in the final of the Carabao Cup. We're playing City, so we're obviously not favourites to win that. Just, I wouldn't be surprised if we won that game, just mm. because. No, I wouldn't either. Yeah. I'd, I'd, so and say, it'll be great, and, yeah, and we'll great. enjoy it. But that's so, not. It's not. It's not the argument we're having. No, it's exactly. not been the argument. But that's a sign how spoiled we are. The, the, the lack of bother and the, the lack of celebration, perhaps, even though the atmosphere was great against Chelsea, the lack of how much it meant. We just qualified for another final at Wembley. Yeah. That is a sign how spoiled we've become. But, wait, but I don't what's, what's the sign? You, I don't know what sign. I'm you started to going much, you know, a long thrilled. time before I started going to yeah. Arsenal. And you saw a period where it was much more bleak than, than it, I've but, ever but, had at Arsenal. But it wasn't. And yet now, what do you mean it wasn't? <laughs> well, well, think about it. I mean, I think 78 through, sorry, 77 through to about 82, which is considered... Uh, a reasonably bleak period. I think we were in five finals in those yeah, years. Yeah, a lot of finals, yeah. We were so, in three cup finals. So, in uh, mm. that's never been the problem. Cups are a random, mm. cups are a random thing where as long as you play well enough... I say it's random, the success Arsenal's had in, in cups. Yes, of course it is. Oh How can my. it be random? They've tr- <laughs> you can't just say it's a, You can't give him no, no credit. I mean, there's a lot of things against, you can not uh, We drew against Hull. We drew against Wigan. We drew against Reading. We had to yeah. scrape to the, through against when, them. When we've got to the Carabao final. Then we drew a team. We against Newport at the weekend. Exactly. Exactly. The thing is, in a cup, you just got to win. But that's the justification. They drew against Newport. They'll get a replay at Wembley. I don't know who they've drawn tonight, but they'll be one of the favourites for the tournament. It's a random thing. It's a draw. It's a knockout competition. How is this again, random? Well, that proves it's random because we're outsiders oh, yeah. for both of those games. Okay? I can't understand not cups, giving Wenger credit cups, for a lot of things. But, but, but cups but are great, records, but you need to set your store yeah. by the was, league performance. We, are you, if you're saying, you're saying you're happy we've become a cup team that has no possibility whatsoever go, of winning the league. Just go back to August. There's a reason we were six favourites for the title, right, in terms of where our squad so is. You're, you're and where our, but I'm Stay obviously not happy. The, the aspiration of, of football is, is to win the title. Right, but yeah. none of us thought we were going to be winning a title this year. Oh, no, because we're realists and we know we haven't got managers good mm. enough to rouse this... I mean, this sad I haven't quite got a squad that's good enough. Mm. Well, neither, no. But whose fault sort of is that? I, I mean, you know, we don't want to dredge this argument. Uh, of course it's his fault. But Let- we do, I mean, but we, we are sitting here and, and I remember when we won the FA Cup and everyone was sort of using that as a justification for having a good season. Hey, look, we won a trophy, you didn't. Yeah. You point yeah. at the likes of Spurs. And, you yeah. know, yes, they've been performing better than us in the league. And you remember trophies. I don't remember you finishing third. And, that, and that's the point, is that you remember you remember the trophies, you remember the day out. And yes, the bar is very high for us. We we want to be in the Champions League and we want to be competing for yeah. the Premier well, League. You can have both. You can, you can have both. Win those, I'm, no one is more excited than me if we want to see the FA Cup mm. and the Carabao Cup. You know, let's be real it's 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 the, it's the least important but i'll be thrilled on the day i'll be going to wembley brilliant especially big man city Beers. but you can have both thoughts in your head that that is great and yeah. you celebrate it you also acknowledge that becoming a sixth place team with supposed with this manager in this complacency and his and his sterility and his boringness of being doing the same thing year after year is is really disappointing and at the same time you know if we have if we sign Aubameyang and i'll be thrilled about that if that finally happens but even then I don't trust him necessarily to get the best. What's his big plan, you know, for these forwards? You're like, 
you know, if we had a better manager and a Bamiyang, that would be even more thrilling, wouldn't it? So you can have all these thoughts. They're not, you know, they're not contradictory. There's kind of logic to them. You can't, mm. but just being desperately positive for the sake of it doesn't make any sense, does it? Not being desperately positive. Uh, would you want him to not sign players lest he, no, he might not be able to, that's ridiculous you, you know, to say. improve but, them? But I, what I'm saying is, even mm. signing a Bamiyang with him, it's not going to be, the, that's not going to get us in the top four. I still think we're not going to make the top four. Mm. Do you? You know, that's you're asking the question. I suspect we're not going to make the top four. I don't think it's impossible. I think we saw the fragility of Liverpool possible. a couple of, of weeks ago at, at Swansea, and we sure as hell saw it against West Brom at the weekend. So, you know, I would say we have, what, a 20% odd chance of making the top four? Alan would probably give me a, a, a more precise figure. Um, it's, it's not far off that. And if we win our next two games, it'll be um, much shorter. That's why I, I wouldn't so rule it out. It, it, I wouldn't rule it out no, either. I, I it's it's out that either. fourth spot that's up for grabs, yeah. potentially. But Look, we are... We are outsiders for yeah, it. We're but outside, but we've got you know a, a, a match coming up in Europe where we are heavy favourites <laughs> to at least advance in Europe. Um, the last couple of performances have been encouraging. Let's really hope we get some good transfer news in the next few days. And we're going to make a, a go of going for fourth. I think you know it, it's not quite as, as bleak as it could be. And if we came fourth, I think it's Alan talked about par and whatever. Fourth, I think, is slightly overachieving with, with, with the squad. That's my opinion. But it will be, yeah. I agree with that. Still boils down to a, a bigger picture that if you look at the way our defence has played in some of the games this season and the way that some of the players haven't developed and we haven't developed a style of play or tactics to be consistent enough in, in the small games, everything boils down to you know one thing and, and that one thing has to change. Well, it will in 18 months. I mean, even if... Even, well, some people say that it's not... Some people say he's going to extend. But then so. I've heard people say he'll go at the end of the year. So, so who, right. who knows? So Before we get on to... It just needs to yeah. change. We just to, needs we to change. We've got to talk about the two games, don't we? About the, before, I've got one thing which I wanted to discuss, sorry, quickly, which is the interesting thing that argument has been raging about whether how, at the extent to which Wenger is involved in the Aubameyang transfer. Because obviously <laughs> those three yeah. went out, the three wise men of our, of our transfer team, mm. pictured in, in Dortmund. And, that, and you know, you've got Jeff Arsenal... On staunchly on Twitter, kind of saying, "Oh, it's still all down to Veng." You've got others saying, "No, it's completely not. It's been totally taken out of its hands." Yeah. Does any? What do we think is the truth of this? Um, I'm going to go on Wenger's side here and say that some people will spin whatever happens to suit whichever side of the fence they're on. So, if it all gets done, they'll say that he wasn't involved because we got this new. Um, smooth team going over there and sorting it out. And then if it all collapses, they've got their tweet stored up to say that Wenger <laughs> yeah. uh, sp- uh, scuppered it in some way. I mean, I'm I'm not a fan of the, the whole blame game on transfers and things like that. I think you can you can leave it to him. And he is the manager, so I think he should decide. It's got to be good that we're... Is it good, do you think, we're playing tomorrow night, not Wednesday night, just in terms of the window closes 11pm Wednesday night? Yeah, well, today... Totally. We've got a clear um, day. Yeah, because mm. thing, one of the managers today was yeah. going complaining vociferously about having to play on yeah, transfer. 14 deadline. teams will be tied up with a fixture, yeah. have all their players that in hotels. That is kind of ridiculous, isn't it? Even, uh, I think it more affects the teams on Wednesday night that want to shift players out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. are they going to you know name someone in their squad, take them mm. away... F- uh, so, yeah, the seven clubs that are away on Wednesday night, it's, yeah. it's going to so be... So, Wenger can today. focus fully on agreeing to whatever the F Borussia Dortmund want in order to get Aubameyang, as mm. far as I'm concerned. Because uh, I mean, Chelsea play Wednesday. Yeah. So, that's interesting. If we are involved in a player mm. needing to go there, in mm. potentially Giroud, that sort of adds an interesting layer to it. Mm. 
I couldn't care less. I couldn't care less whether it's Wenger, whether oh, it's for me, whether yeah. it's fair yeah. enough. I, I, look, I don't think that it's it's a case of oh, it's Wenger's influence or it's Mislintat's influence or whatever. You know, there's going to be so as as Alan said rightly, there's going to be so many narratives around it. I just hope it gets over the line. I just yeah. think that what we're all fed up of is not only the time that it's taken to to drag on and on, but yeah. as I mentioned, as I mentioned, yeah. the the, the the scale of the transfer is such that naturally it will drag on. Yeah. But I think it's just more of the reports coming out. And, you know, we are a very emotional and erratic fan base. Uh, and I, I think, think all the, football fan bases uh, are, aren't they? Uh, they are. They all, they all we are. But I think we are. But I think we have to deal with more... Tedium. Te- yes, yes, tedium. And, yes. and, you know, Arsenal Twitter... Twitterverse is, is rife with people jumping to conclusions. Oh, yes. We are the worst. On yeah. We are we are absolutely the By worst. So the I worst. think that there's, I think it's more the case of people rousing up one type of story and then another yeah. and then another and then the whole confusion around it is where people start getting fed up and going for fuck's sake we need to sort this out we actually need to to, to get the transfer over the I line. agree I do fully reserve the right if the Albanian also doesn't go through to blame Vanger I'm just telling you <laughs> I'm don't telling do you it now. boy and don't if, do it if it's it does come off I, no 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 if it does come off I will give him credit I think I think it's I'd love to be a fly on the wall and see these like you know how with the three of them so there, you've got the two would, opposite would you, tweets would you like up? to be a fly on the wall I'd love to be I a fly on the wall I think you'd end up banging your head on the wall no well that's true no but I'd love to see I'd love to see like the text messages phone calls or whatever they're going back and forth between Sven Mislintatten and Wenger and mm. Gazidis. Yeah. It'd be fascinating. Well, I mean, I think the truth is, you know, that it's complicated. And I'm sure the fact that you've got the, four, the all of these people communicating together and trying to sort these things out mm. is interesting. And it probably adds to the confusion of it rather than, you know, just having the old days mm. where the manager went out and offered so-and-so amount of money to a player and they either got him or not. Anyway... Yes, you're looking, you're saying we should do predictions. I'm, I'm conscious of yes, the, conscious uh, of time. Co- Sorry. Conscious of the time. Sorry, Swansea but... tomorrow. What's going to happen, Alan? Uh, I think we'll win 2-1. We've right. been dreadful on the road. We, we, we have, particularly at Swansea. We have, but I think that we will win 2-1. It's only three, was it three away wins out of 12, possibly, that we've had all season? Mm. Only 13 league. points. I, I, I saw that was we were ninth yes, in the table in the away so. form. Yeah. Is it this season? Is no. it three, four, five? Uh, form away from home. Um, didn't get that far. I was checking the draws, um, but it was definitely only three. Well, we've got thirteen points, so three wins and four draws. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would make sense. Luke, I still um, think we win. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we will win. Um, I'll probably go three-one. I think that it's going to be a really, really tight game, but uh, but one that will probably break away from towards the end of the game. I think mm. I think we'll we'll score a couple of late goals. I think it'll be tight until then. Early goals are key. We saw that against yeah. Palace. Yeah, yeah saw it against Palace. Josh. Totally different. I, I think we will win 2-0. I mean, the, the big thing could hopefully be the debut for Mikateri. Yeah. yeah. Do you think he'll start? I think he'll be on the bench. Wenger doesn't like starting. No, no he doesn't like, like, he'll be on he doesn't like change. He's a risk, a risk averse. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you're dropping players that are in good form at the moment. I mean... Yeah. Yes, I, I see you. Yeah. Who's going to kill go, Iwobi? Oh, yes, don't don't, you don't want to kill Iwobi's confidence, that's for certain. But, you know, you can't argue that this team at the moment. <laughs> I, I do want to kill Iwobi. Yeah. You think he'll start? Mm. Maybe, maybe. Um, I'm going to say that we will win. Um, I think we'll win 3 1. Yeah, for some yeah. reason. Um, and then on um, Saturday, Theo's the return back. of Theo to pick up his, his stuff. Um, do you see those comments? It was odd, wasn't it? He did that press conference with Sam Allardyce, which must have been 
totally weird for him, having sat next to Wenger for press <laughs> conferences for so long. Suddenly next to sat, s- sitting next Sass. to someone who actually knows about tactics. Oh, and oh. Yeah. oh come, on. Uh, come on! I think I'm, I'm justify that. I'm, throwing a, I'm having a special pre-match dinner in honor of the return of Theo Walcott. That just get me friends with, with him. Dinner. No, <laughs> no. I mean, imagine I might invite him. An intimate, an intimate night. An intimate night with Theo Walcott. A new podcast by Boyd Hilton. It's a late lunch, surely, not a dinner. It's a late lunch, early dinner, yeah. It's kick early off 5 30. No, it's a late yeah. lunch, right? Yeah. It's a late lunch, yeah. yeah. No, good point. Anyway, um, I think uh, oh, it's a tough one, isn't it? I've got a nasty feeling we might only get a draw. I don't know why. Yeah, I'm going to say two all. Say, uh, at home against him. Oh, yeah. home. No, I think we'll My mum has strangely chosen <laughs> Liverpool as the venue for her 60th birthday <laughs> celebrations this weekend, so I'll be watching it but oh. in Liverpool. Um, and I think we'll comfortably beat Ooh. them, having seen them a few times this season. I think this could be very similar to the Palace game. Could be three or four. Yeah, oh. I agree. Three. I, I think three nil. I, th- I don't think they're all that. And I think it, there's a difference between them playing at Gunson Park and them playing at us. I think you know we thrashed them there. We thrashed them there, but that was <laughs> yeah. before different, yeah, different, yeah. So yeah. I think that you know we're at home we are we have a fantastic record this season we we'll utilize that bigger pitch much better so i, th- I think that we know theo's it. weaknesses <laughs> we do well, it's not on the bench you watch i'm also in merseyside at, at the weekend with uh, with nigel winsburn on play with Ed and duty in the morning and then we are both taking the train back to uh, to ensure that we are at the oh, game exciting. so i would say we are going to win 3-1 against everton our home form is going to invite good. josh oh, to my it. mum's pre-birthday <laughs> celebration is that on the friday night? on the friday night in liverpool well, oh, my, yeah, we, at the moment i'm going up Bring first thing, I'm li- on the first yeah. train out of Houston in the in the morning on, on saturday but if you've got a bear offer it, i'm i'm open yeah, yeah. to come uh, out with us come out with is us is it the, so there's two events it's just birthday. a load of old women from south east london i'm sure you'll love it so this is a friday night it sounds fantastic i might stay up I might not bother coming back for the game. <laughs> it, one way or another, it's going to be an exciting and dramatic weekend. Um, and we'll be back next week uh, with hopefully in the po- in the in the Obama Yang era. I thought you were going to say hopefully with Piers Morgan if he accepts no. our invite. No, oh yeah, invite him. Um, thanks, Luke. Thanks, Alan. Thanks, Josh. Welcome. We'll be back next week. Cheers. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Footballistically, Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk, and we're also available on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Acast, and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. 
Sports Social Podcast Network. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.